Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff on Censor presented by Burns and McCoy. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, however you're listening to the podcast, or if you're watching it, go ahead, click that subscribe button. Make sure you share it with your friends. And if you're able, go ahead and give it a nice review. Or did we not learn anything from Jurassic Park? They have a movie series about dicking around with DNA. We're going to get into that. What about other movies like Armageddon? Ooh, that one's kind of coming to life, and I'll get into that as well. Did you ever think about potty training cows? Apparently, it's important. And the Idiot of the Week award is going to go to a teenager. And I just still jaw-dropped over what this kid did. But first, do yourself and your family, your friends a favor. Grab some Burns and McCoy. I always talk to you about the hot sauce. I love their hot sauce. And this weekend, yesterday, in fact, I had a barbecue, and we had a, all the neighbors over, and what did I set out on the table? Because they were all asking for it before they even went over to the food table. They're like, where's the Burns and McCoy? We got we to gotta try some more Burns and McCoy. Because some of the neighbors have already tried it, but, you know, uh, Scott, he's like, I, I got to try it. I haven't been able to get to the store lately. I, I want to try Burns and McCoy. So, I, boom, here you go, Especial Roja. And he gets it, and he's like, oh, my God, this is amazing amazing and guess what i don't have anymore i don't have any more burns and mccoy i gotta go back to the store because everybody demolished it and they loved it so much but trust me don't just take my word for it don't take my neighbor's word for it do it yourself go out and check out burns and mccoy they're available at all front range locations grocery store locations you can also check them out at burns but they also have dressings, mustard, salsas, margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. Burns & McCoy is a family-run business. Their goal is to bring you only the best products made with the finest ingredients. Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. Again, they're available at all grocery stores in the front range, or check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. Yeah, it's funny. So we had a block party, block party this weekend. It was a lot of fun. You know, the kids running around, the neighbors think it's hilarious giving the kids all this junk food and see them just like bouncing off the walls because their brains are about ready to explode. Thank you guys so much. Real hilarious, real funny, real mature, Jeff and Rob and Scott. Oh, hey, Jackson, do you want some more cookies? Yes. Yes, I do. What's funny is the kids are running around and the whole time my wife is just like, watch out for the kids. They're running everywhere. They're going to knock over somebody's beer glass because we did partake in adult beverages. Big shocker. So guess who ends up breaking a glass? Me. I'm the one that broke a glass. And now I owe my neighbor Jeff a new beer glass. Yeah. I'm the dick that broke the glass. Party foul. Moving a chair. I blame the person that left the glass there, but I'm not going to say anything, Renee. Uh, that's just between us. You leave the glass there, I blame you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think I have a cool beer glass I'm going to give Jeff. I think that's kind of a cool thing, though. If you have a bunch of random, unique beer glasses, like they say different things, I think that's cool. And there's always a story behind it, like where'd you get this? So I think I'm going to give him one of mine that says something. I, I got to look for it in my cabinet. Unless my wife threw it away because she gets tired of clutter. That's another episode. <laughs> All right, let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> 
All right, scientists are looking to bring back the woolly mammoth. Yes, what could go wrong? It's not like they made a movie series out of messing with, uh, you know, dino DNA. Ah, dino DNA. Yes, that's right. So they're looking to bring back the woolly mammoth. Scientists are, but there's a good reason behind why they want to mix dino DNA with, or woolly mammoth DNA with the Asian elephant. It's, so I'm going to read from an article. Bringing species like the woolly mammoth back into the Arctic has potential to help slow down carbon emissions in the region and help restore lost ecosystems. So that they can reestablish the grasslands, protect the permafrost, keeping it from releasing greenhouse gases at such a high rate. So there's a reason behind it. It's because we fucked up the earth that we're like, ah, fuck, we need to bring back a woolly mammoth because they can go up to the Arctic and just, you know, keep that permafrost and do all that shit, right? Whereas a regular elephant couldn't and, you know, all that. So it's interesting that that's what they plan on doing. They plan on having like a little herd, at least a little herd, by 2027. So six years from now, they plan to put uh, a herd in the Arctic to try to combat global warming. Because, yes, guys, global warming is a real thing. And I will say this, global warming is always a thing. The, the climate is always changing, okay? The problem is, is we're encouraging it to change faster than than it's supposed to okay anyway so this is an interesting way to combat that but the problem i have with this is that all that's going to do is once this is officially moving forward and we officially have woolly mammoths back on the the plains of the arctic that this is just going to open the door for the psycho scientists you can use that, psychoscientists. <laughs> and they're going to start trying to bring back all the other shit. You're going to have some dickhead that's going to be like, you know what, we need raptors. We need raptors to combat the pigeon problem in uh, cities. So we're just going to create some, uh, you know, raptors. What's, what Guys, what could go wrong? <laughs> really? I don't know. Ask Chris Pratt, right? Chris Pratt knows. It's just asking for problems. Listen, we all remember for every action, there's a reaction, right? This is a big action. And there is a lot of on-scene reactions that we don't know officially what's going to happen. And especially when you got the psychoscientists out there, they're just going to be like, yeah, this is extinct. Let me bring it back. And I'll, you know, they'll either do it secretively or they'll come up with a, a reason to bring back the brontosaurus yeah where's that gonna fucking live nowadays it, it, the problem is is like is as much as we joke about jurassic jurassic park the movies and jurassic world it's based on reality that there are some dipshits out there that would love to tinker with that and bring back a dinosaur in some capacity so they could profit off of it. It's very disturbing. It, it, but that being said, it's very intriguing. Because I tell you what, if there was an actual dinosaur, guess what I'm going to be trying to do? I'm going to see if I can see it in some way 
whether it's as simple as Google or or trying to if if there is a traveling Tyrannosaurus Rex, I'm gonna want to go see it. It's five dollars to see it. Fuck, man, I got five bucks. If I don't have it, I'll scrape it up. I'll steal out of the kids, you know, savings jar. They're not gonna know. They don't keep track. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? It. We would all love to see it. That's the problem. That is what makes this very disturbing to me. I get the scientific reason behind doing it because woolly mammoths will be able to survive out there in those harsh temperatures, whereas regular elephants would not. But it's just opening the door for potential chaos with people tinkering around, continuing to tinker around with a DNA. Potty training cows. The moo-loo. Moo-loo. Cows go moo-loo is the bathroom. So urine contains nitrogen, which mixed with feces becomes ammonia. Everybody knows this. Which is an environmental issue with acid rain and other problems. It can also mess with the water system with nitrates and create the airborne pollutants, uh, pollutant of nitrous oxide, okay? Cows pee a ton. A single cow can produce eight gallons of urine a day. One day, eight gallons. In 2019, nitrous oxide comprised 7% of all U.S. greenhouse gases. That's according to the EPA. So in Auckland, New Zealand, somebody proposed this idea, like, what if we just potty trained the, the cows, you know? And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Meanwhile, the guy that brought it up was just like, I, dude, I was just fucking joking. But they decided to take it seriously. They start doing experiments. They took 16 cows. 11 of them were able to be potty trained. 11 of them were able to be potty trained to go pee in a certain, the mulu, as they call it, to go pee. Very cool. Now they're going to, they as of right now, they don't have them trained to go, uh, you know, make cow pot, pot <laughs> what is it, cow pies? Or cow patties, whatever. They don't, they don't have them trained to poop anywhere. It's just the pee part. But it's very interesting because that's what that's going to do. Again, we're, we're going back to the whole, you know, greenhouse gases and all that stuff and the damage that we've created to Earth. But I do appreciate the fact that these are ways that we're trying to correct our wrongs. It will be interesting to see if this catches on and people start doing it more and more. Because it took them 15 days to potty train these cows. 15 days. That's not a bad time investment. If you're somebody that goes around to different, uh, you know, farms and you're you're the cow potty trainer, I got a tub full of molasses and I'm ready to train. It's just it's weird, but I appreciate it. And there's no harm in this. There's no harm in this. So it's a good good thing. It's just way out of the box thinking, but it makes a lot of sense to do. So be. Be on the lookout for that because that's a very interesting process to potty train. Here's the thing. God, 
as a parent, I remember trying to potty train my uh, my kids. My daughter was easier than my son. My son was older, and he just there was a point in time where he just did not want to like he got it. Then all of a sudden he's just like, nah, I'm just gonna wear a diaper now. I'm just gonna just gonna go in here. And then all of a sudden something happened, and he's just like, nah, I'm gonna go in the bathroom now. Cool, no problem. Daughter was super quick. She had her, her brother to look up to. And she just, plus she's a girl. I think most of the time girls are a little easier from what I've heard. Uh, but she was also the second one. So it made it really easy to uh, potty train her. It was really nice. And trust me, as a parent, when you're done changing diapers and wiping butts, it is a very happy time for you. Very happy time. It's like I'm it's disgusting. It's a disgusting thing that you have to do. Anyway, next story is one that just oddly enough gave me a flashback of something that happened to me. A teenager told doctors that he uh, was trying to measure the length of his penis, and to do so, instead of getting a ruler or a tape measure, he decided to stick his USB cord up his urethra. Yeah, who wouldn't think of doing that? That's the dumbest fucking thing I ever could think of. I'm going to call this kid Todd. His name's Todd for this episode. It'd be funny if it really was Todd. They don't mention the kid's name. But he had to have it surgically removed because there was a knot in the USB cable. So somehow he 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 wanted to see the length, and I guess he was uh, slightly turned on by the idea of doing this. Okay. Kids these days, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's shoving something up their urethra. <laughs> oh, boy, what the fuck? So, yeah, he had to shove it up there, and apparently it had a knot on it. So when they tried to remove it with the basic tools to remove things from a urethra, uh, they couldn't because it was catching. Oh, God. And then they had to, you know, slice them open and cut the cord into two, and then they were able to do all that. But what was fun, what's quote-unquote funny is they talk about, the doctors talk about all these other things that they've had to remove from a urethra, needles, pins, Iron wires, pistachio shells, <laughs> plastic forks, spoons, metal screws, aluminum, pieces of cardboard or paper, staples, writing utensils such as pens and pencils, coax cables, spray from sealant, and other objects. Okay. I guess I missed out on doing stuff like that because what the fuck? Wow, who decides to be like, you know what? I am bored. Let's stick some metal screws in my urethra. Seems like a good Friday night to me. Boy. Now, I told you at the beginning of this story that it, it made me have a flashback. flashback. No, not for me sticking things up there. But <laughs> I want to say like five years ago, I started getting sharp pains in my side and I took myself to the hospital because they thought I was having uh, my, they thought my appendix was going to rupture. It was tender to the touch. It was horrible pain. 
and like the blood work came back and they're like, yeah, dude, your appendix is going to burst. And so let's get you to a room. And they started pumping me full of pain meds. Then like, okay, so let's, uh, let's get a catheter in you and get you ready and all this stuff. Like, okay, well, they're trying to jam in the catheter. They're like, huh, you're all swollen down there. Let's just keep trying. So they kept trying to jam this catheter in me, and it fucking hurts. <laughs> blood. Let's just say that. There's blood. They end up going with a super small one, like for like an infant or something. <laughs> Get it in there. And then come to find out, I didn't have appendicitis. I was having some sort of reaction that created the pain. But then it was like this weird moment where there was doctors in the room and they're all trying to figure out, they're like, what the, why did you swell up down there? And blah, 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 blah. Uh, what could it be? And then I remember thinking to myself, maybe I'm having, you know, setting this, the pain apart uh, aside. It's like, what? If, I wonder if I'm having a reaction to the medicine. I brought it up and they're like, mm, yeah, you're a patient. We don't trust anything you say. So then I'm like, oh, God. And then I'm my side still hurts. They give me a CT scan, and they're like, no, your appendix is not about to burst. You're just, something's painful in there. We just don't know what it is. Eventually, the pain starts going away, and I'm like, but before that, I was like, I'm just going to stop taking the pain meds. So I tell them, I was like, I don't want any more pain meds. Because I just had that sneaking suspicion that that's what it was. And I had heard that somewhere, that you can have reactions to pain meds that will make it so you, you swell up and all that stuff. So I'm there seriously, like a couple doctors, I had a ur urologist come in there and he was like, we're going to do some exploratory surgery, see what's going on. I'm like, you're not going to explore tor exploratory <laughs> you're not going to experiment on my wiener okay it's not going to happen so i'm like just really pushing back on that my wife is too she's like this doesn't seem right and eventually since i stopped taking the pain meds i started to pee it started trickling out instead of you know getting caught in the catheter because everything was uh, shrinking as far as the, the swelling was going down. And come to find out, they finally go, huh, you must have had a reaction to that uh, you know, pain medicine. Like, well, yeah, you think? The urologist still wanted to do exploratory surgery, which fucking pissed me off. He's like, we should just be careful, you know, and check this out. That motherfucker billed us for like $3,000. Fucking hate that shit. That's why people don't trust, you know, hospitals and shit. Fucking gouge you for money. Anyway, that was a painful story that I can relate to shoving a USB uh, up your pee hole. Anyway, so good times. And by the way, guys, don't be shoving stuff up your urethra or your vagina either. It's not a fanny pack, okay? Just throwing that out there. I heard a story of a lady that stuck a Cornish game hen up her vagina. And then she had to go to the doctor 
because she was experiencing a lot of pain and a lot of stench coming from there, she forgot that she put it up there. And it was just like rotten meat. It's disgusting. I can only imagine the shit that doctors see on a regular basis. Doctors, nurses, all all you guys. I feel really sorry for you. <laughs> like, people are gross. Somebody was telling me that this guy, his friend is a doctor, and he was helping out in the ER. And the guy, some guy came in with a shampoo bottle stuck up his ass. And the guy is like, what was it? Not, I want to say it was Noxema. Something like that. Which doesn't really matter. But it was funny because the guy, the doctor's just like, how did, how did the shampoo bottle get up your butt? I have no idea. I must have fell. Oh, you must have fell. <laughs> must have fell. Whoop, whoop. Oh, boy. I'll be damned. People are so stupid. Just be honest. Come on. Jeez. Wow, I'm not even done yet. All right, if you like to grill, we love it here at the DeHuff House. We grill all the freaking time, and we're all about propane, which is good because we got our friends over at Cinch, and they do propane home delivery. They come to your house, pick up your used tank, and leave a fresh tank at the location you select, whether it's your driveway, doorstep, or porch. When I did it, I had them drop it off at my porch. It was awesome. Super easy. New Cinch customers can get their first tank exchange delivered for just $10 when you use the promo code MILEHIGH at checkout. That's MILEHIGH, all one word. Go to cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com, enter your zip code, order your tanks, select a delivery date, use that promo code MILEHIGH, all one word, and then send out your tanks for exchange. It's super easy. Check it out at cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com, don't forget to use that promo code MILEHIGH, all one word, at checkout. All right, so NASA is going to launch a mission to practice how we can deflect a future Earthbound asteroid. Okay, they call it DART. It's the Double Asteroid Redirection Test. So they're going to try to launch between November 24th or as late as sometime in February of 2022. And the target is Dimorphos, something like that. It's a stadium-sized asteroid, and it's orbiting a much larger asteroid called Didymos. Didymos! When Dart slams into Dimorpheus or Dar, Dar, whatever, when it slams into it, the energy of the impact will be comparable to a th to three tons of dynamite exploding. Boom. So here's what's crazy. This is a test to see what happens. This is a test of the emergence. No, I won't say that because I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. So it's going to impact the asteroid, and what happens is it's going to take a little bit before it actually reacts and starts to spin. So they're going to land some other craft on there to measure what's happening and blah, 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 all that stuff. And then eventually it's going to start spinning and reacting. 
because you're in the vacuum of space. So things are just a little bit different than, say, down here on Earth. So they're going to wait to see what happens. And is it going to start spinning out of control? They don't know what direction it's going to end up spinning. Is it going to start moving one way or another? They don't know. Is it going to all of a sudden just start shedding pieces everywhere? Here's my problem with this. It's a great idea. But what worries me is if parts just start flying off and they run into something else, run into something else, it's a chain reaction. Next thing you know, you got something big headed towards Earth. And this is just a test. So that's a little concerning. They don't know if, if, if they do this, if nothing happens. There's a chance that three tons of dynamite does jack shit. But there's also a chance that it, it might actually do something. It might actually cause more problems than not. It may actually work as planned. But the problem is, is just because it works on this one doesn't mean that when it comes to the time that that we need to do this to save our ourselves here on Earth, you're assuming that it's going to react the same way, but you don't know for sure if it is. It's very fascinating. But it did remind me of the whole Armageddon thing. Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Steve Buscemi, to name a few. That was on TV, oddly enough, last night. And I thought it was funny because I saw this article. I was like, oh, I have to do that. Such a, It's such a BS scenario. But what are they going to do? They need drillers. If you're a guy that works on a rig or a lady that works on an oil rig type thing, do you think that that's you know, plausible? I don't know. I feel like it isn't. You'd be drilling into some unknown shit be very very weird and then oh you got Liv Tyler you got the Ben Affleck scene where oh, what is that song I don't want to close my eyes and he's doing the animal cracker scene he's all behold the wild tundra up here is the supple mountains I don't remember what accent he was doing down below is the hidden forest because I don't even I don't even know what he said. I can't remember. I should have looked it up. Anyway, I just that one kind of scares me because we they literally NASA is saying they're like we don't know how it's going to react. It could be sending shit in every direction or it couldn't. We don't know. Oh, okay. What could go wrong? Oh my lord. You know what I want to do a future episode on? I was thinking about doing Area 51 in the surrounding areas of Area 51 because there's a lot of interesting stuff out there uh, that I've been kind of reading up on. And it's just the stories out of there, but it kind of goes back to that episode that I, I did earlier where I was talking about how we're not even close to being ready for aliens. We think we are, but we're not. Oh, my God. Although the technology side of things would be fascinating. And I'll, I'll grab some audio from uh, a guy that used to work at the Area 51 compound area. It was actually a different 
not actually Area 51, but it's just kind of a sub area of of that. But it was very interesting listening to him talking about how the engineering of things work uh, on what he allegedly saw. So we might get into that in a future episode. I'm kind of rolling around that. There's a lot of information I need to gather in order for that to be beneficial for everybody. But anyway, I hope you guys are having a great day. But real quick, before we put a bow on it, let's uh, talk about this. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with premium cannabis products at low prices. With online ordering, you can order quickly and conveniently. For up-to-date products and promotions, head to terrapincarestation.com or visit one of their six convenient Colorado locations. They have an incredibly friendly and professional staff who will help you find the cannabis products that are right for you. Whether it's one of their dispensaries or just around town, you'll always feel welcome and cared for. You're free to be you at Terrapin. Not just because you love weed, but because at Terrapin, weed loves you back. Terrapin, flower to the people. All right, so in conclusion, let's put a bow on this. Oh, God, let's go back to, yeah, woolly mammoths. I, I'm a little nervous. I Listen, I get it. You want to tinker with the DNA. But I don't need Blue, the, the raptor, you know, being a, a product after you guys realize the woolly mammoth was a quote-unquote success. Be like, let's just start fucking with shit. Oh, I could see them doing what would scare me the most, actually, is if they did any of the dinosaurs that were in the water. Megalodon. Do you think we really want a megalodon in the ocean? No. Fuck that. Quit dicking with shit. I get it. I get why you're, you're doing it. But then I also, it's like, is that really the best option? Probably not. Probably not. But maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But I do know how to potty train kids, and I think potty training cows is very similar. I think that that's a very clever idea. Good job on you guys for thinking outside the box and potty training cows to help, you know, the environment. I think that's a very interesting thing. No harm on this. So good good on you guys. Hey, by the way, don't stick things up your urethra. Okay, don't do that. By the way, I have a hard time saying urethra. If I try to say it quickly, I fuck it up and I sound drunk. Urethra. Anyway, don't do that. Like I said before, your see, I can't say it. Your urethra is not a fanny pack, okay? It's not built for storage. And watch out for this thing that's happening very soon where NASA is going to be trying to, uh, you know, see the effects of three tons of dynamite hitting an asteroid because it just has disaster written all over it, doesn't it? Like, oh, fuck. I don't know why it's raining rocks. Because uh, you tried to blow up an asteroid? Whatever. Bruce Willis did it and everybody was fine. Bruce Willis is an actor, sir. Oh, fuck you, Todd. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, however you're viewing it or listening to it, then you share it, and that would be great. Thanks so much to Burns and McCoy. Go ahead and check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. Thank you much, so much to Cinch. Go to cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com. 
and make sure you use that promo code MILEHIGH at checkout. And Terrapin Care Station, thank you guys so much. Check them out at terrapincarestation.com. That's spelled T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N, carestation.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's move forward. We'll talk to you next time.